Yeah. I'm ripping I rhyme. I rhyme and I spit. That's the way sports reports has ordered. <laughs> I couldn't even get it all the way out. So I guess I'll just start it off with a little yes. You are now listening to the sounds of sports reports is ordered. And tonight, we're going to ask some questions. We might not like each other's answers, but, you know, we'll see where the conversation goes. Those are the best Um, kind of conversations. Just follow the flow. And then, as you can see by the title of the episode, we got to talk about a bunch of bull. But let me do the right thing here and let y'all know that across the screen from me is the one and only, the even kill, VA born, representing New Jerusalem all the way to T-Neck and Bill Bill. Your <laughs> Air Force veteran. Absolutely. Veteran 100%. Man of many words and man of his word. He is Mr. Logic. And I am off the chain, unorthodox, as we used to say back in the day, off the beat rap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? With a little bit of that. Well, I can't say that on the air. So I'm going to go with, I'm 2-5, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Thanks for the support. Like, subscribe, share. Let grandma know. That we live, but if she might be asleep already, tell her to check us out in the morning. But we're going to start this thing off with get it off my chest. So get it off my chest. I told you it doesn't always have to be negative. Doesn't mean that it's positive. Sometimes it just is. So I just want to join in on the fun. Everybody's excited that NCAA football is coming back. And I'm excited too. I can't wait to start that dynasty with Akron. You know what I'm saying? And act like, because you got to act, right? We're going to have NIL, so I got to act like LeBron James is my donor. You know what I'm saying? To get players to come to Akron, creating our own storylines and everything. I'm so excited, but I got one question. Since Ed O'Bannon started this whole thing, when are we going to get the college basketball game? Because I know that you know that NCAA Basketball 2K8 is one of the best basketball video games that has ever existed. We can still play it to this day, updating those rosters. You know, we like shout out to everybody on Operation Sports that does that for us. I know it wasn't making a lot of money, but here's the thing. EA Sports has the exclusive license. The last NCAA basketball game they made was was 2010, so it came out in 2009. So I would hope that 15 years without a college basketball game, you might see a little surplus if you create a new one. So do some of us a favor, because if you look at that calendar, you will see the madness is here. But it would mean a little bit more if I could play it on a video game. 
Yeah, like I said, uh, we talked about this earlier at our pre-meeting. I didn't really get into the basketball games. When I was playing video games, it was Madden, NCAA, and I would sprinkle in a couple other random games here and there. For the most part, I was a Madden guy, and I played Madden every year. I bought the, as you say, the the roster update. But I was an NBA Live guy back in the day, so the basketball games legit. People love 2K. Like my son used to spend a bunch of money on VC, pumping his character up and playing all the time. So maybe it's time for it. Yeah, like you said, Ed O'Bain started the lawsuit. So I don't know why. Maybe that's why because he started the lawsuit. <laughs> they don't want to have to pay him. You know, forgive him for him not knowing what he did. But that's typical when it comes to college college sports, which leads me right to my get off my chest. It's a shout out. It's a shout out to a guy that uh seems like he might have gotten hold of one of our episodes because he sounded like he quoted something that I said on the episode way back about the coaches complained about the NIL. Like, yo, just do better. Do better. So shout out to Arizona State University coach Kenny Dillingham. He said, listen, if you can't handle the new NIL and recruiting and the new process, just quit. He was like, it's plenty of people who are blessed to be in a position to be an assistant coach, a coordinator, a trainer, or a head coach, like a position I've been trying to get for years. And I finally got to this position. Granted, like they didn't have a great year last year. They were three and nine as, you know, Sun Devils, but they're in a great campus, great school, great state. I think that'll turn around. He has the right attitude for is like, listen, you got to adapt and overcome. We talked about coaches like Jay Harris out of Villanova suspected that Nick Saban's retirement was kind of predicated on the fact that he didn't want to have to deal with the NIL. Deep Devil Sweeney talking about he didn't want to deal with the transfer report and all these other rules. He was like, listen, you're in a position to do a very tough job, but it could be a fun job because you are coaching a game professionally. So, And that's his aspect, his outlook on it. He's like, listen, not that many people have these jobs. A lot mm-hmm. of people go on a regular nine to five jobs that will love to be a coach, love to be an assistant. And like you have it. So you just adopt, you know, adopt this new philosophy, figure out how to get this NIL money. And he was like, in our organizations, we've gotten more donors, has made us more active, has made us, you know, kind of alter our recruiting process because it's a new thing. So adapt to the changing ways, adapt to the flow of your organization, adapt to the structure and just be better at recruiting. Be better at keeping your players. Yeah, if the third string running back wants six hundred thousand dollars to stay, more likely you won't be able to do it. But if you're good enough recruiter, you can go get the next guy, the next four, three, four, five star guy to replace him because you think a guy who's giving you third string action, asking for that much money is a little ridiculous. Right. That doesn't mean you have to quit. That just means okay, I got to get back to the drum board. I got to get back on my game and make sure I. I do the best for my school. So shout out once again, Kenny Dillingham, Arizona State University. I'm rooting for you now that Utah is in the Big 12, so we're good to go. So there's a couple of things that I like about Kenny. You know, of course, he became Arizona head state, Arizona State's head coach. You know, he's an Arizona kid. You know, he went to ASU and everything. And he came off of the staff at Oregon. He was the offensive coordinator out at Oregon. So he came from the Phil Knight money. He saw how that works. 
you know, Dan Lanning running the program now. And he got Jalen Rashada. Jaden Rashada is his quarterback. You remember him? He was the one that tried to hold up Florida for $13 million. So, you know, I got to look and see what he ended up with. But, I mean, that's not a bad start. Three and nine. I remember they had Shador, you know, trolling them last year, you know, at the end of the game, three-point game against a three and nine team. But, hey, go off, young man. But, you know, it is what it is. But let's move yeah. on. So, Mr. Logical, I promised you that I had a question for you. I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? This is not a gotcha. I just want to see what you guessed because – I would have probably guessed something different than what I found. So, obviously, last night, Kevin Durant, congratulations, passed Carmelo Anthony to become the ninth leading scorer in NBA history. Where is Steph Curry ranked on that list? Steph Curry, all-time scoring list. Yes. So, if I just take all the threes he hit. <laughs> Same thing I'd said. <laughs> that got like, me no closer to correct. <laughs> that's like nearly 11,000 points. <laughs> and he doesn't shoot that many. I'm going to give him, you said KD's at nine. Yes. 24? That's the exact number that I guessed. That's the exact number that I guess. He's 38. Really? It blew my mind. You he know, needs to get some more layups. He needs to get a layup he, package or something. He has had some injuries. You know, he came in with the bad ankles. You know, I think but I don't recall him years ago. With the hand, but KD's yeah. missed a couple seasons recently. Like full, he missed with the Achilles. But you got to remember, those, KD, those years came in, KD came in scoring, though. Yeah, but he missed He missed a couple of seasons worth of games in OKC. I think he had like a 40, like one year he missed 30 or 40 games. Uh -huh. and another year he missed. He missed the whole year in Brooklyn. Because we did the math when LeBron was breaking the career record and we were looking at the averages. And I was like, if KD didn't miss, I think it was, it was close to like two and a half seasons worth of games we did that math because he missed right. the full first season with Brooklyn. Yeah, like we thought that he would have been really in range to catch LeBron. So yeah, he would yeah, he would have been close to fifth right now. So so the good news is he's 300 points behind Shaq. So, you know, so he should pass Shaq before the end of the season. You know, provided he doesn't miss any games. Um he is right behind like Shaq is only 900 points or so behind Moses Malone, so Durant should probably catch that him looks next, like a next year. Yeah, and then and then Dr. J is not that far ahead of Moses Malone. Uh, so this is my question. This is my next question. Michael Jeffrey Jordan, you know, who is now fifth all-time in scoring, is sitting at 32-292. Uh, Durant is at 28-296. Does Durant pass Jordan? You figure... Like, I figure 2,000 points is a good season. 2,000 points, I think, is a good NBA season for a primary score. So he would have to play out another foot. We got a third of the season left right now. Yeah, about we got like 27 games or so. 27 games. So that's probably 
600 to 650 points, maybe. It just depends on what they need for seeding, you know, like, yeah. uh, yeah. So we figure you give them 650 points, that gives them 3,400, 3,500 starting next season. He would have to play all of next season and the following season to pass Jordan. But really passing Jordan at this point, it doesn't have the same kind of like right. doesn't have the same kind of ring because he's fifth. Right. And Kobe, Kobe already passed him. A guy that people I want to say people compared KD and Kobe, but like that whole young star leading the team to the championship. And then LeBron is gonna be over forty thousand. So right. passing that guy at thirty two thousand, you know, getting the thirty three thousand points won't look the same when the other guy another guy's at forty one. Yeah, but before we get into our topic here, uh, just for giggles, uh, other active players, notable active players, uh, James Harden is at 25, Russell Westbrook is at 29, we said Steph is at 38, DeMar DeRozan at 40, Chris Paul at 42, and Damian Lillard at 50. So, you know, those are some eyes. I mean, none of those guys are probably going to get up that high, like, but we'll... They're we'll, sex. We'll these guys around. are going to get these two, two or three more years, forty-five to fifty-five million dollars per. They, none of these guys are playing like twenty years. Yeah. Is what you're going to need because right. of the load management and the amount of games they play and the the science of how many days they take off and yeah. So all right. So, most, so, so oh, sorry, but uh, yeah, yeah. So the question that I wanted to get to is. I need Mr. Logical's help because I don't even know where to put Kevin Durant in my all-time rankings. The problem is you're going to run out of space. The top 10, these guys, so many guys in the top 10 are legends. And it's like this mystique surrounding them. It's going to be hard for you to justify a top 10 without Larry Bird in it. A top 10 without Shaq in it. A top 10 without Magic Johnson in your top four. You know, so you're just going to run out of space, even though these numbers are going to be crazy and what Durant ends up doing, you know, ignites and scoring. But he passed Carmelo. Carmelo was never going to be in that top 10 you know, all time. So him passing Carmelo isn't like a feather in his cap. Right. I mean, he does pass Shaq next. He passes Shaq, but Shaq was the most dominant player on the three-peat. Kevin Durant was a very, 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 very outstanding player on a very, very, very packed stacked team. So so if you look at – So without context, because, of course, context is a different conversation – Without context, if you look at his resume, you know, he's got MVP, he's got scoring titles, you know, he has two final MVPs. You know, it sounds nuts that we're even having this conversation. But then when you add the context to it of how he got those two titles, the two finals MVPs, it becomes completely different because I've always said it. A lot of people don't agree with me, but I'm going to say it again. You know, uh, the Warriors – I ain't going to call them that word I called them last time. But they were, they're the ones that called Kevin Durant. He took the brunt of 
the blame. He took the brunt of being called, even by me, I called him a coward. You know, I call him, you know, I literally K, lowercase O-W-A-R, capital D. K-D, coward, right in the middle. Cupcake and all that kind of stuff like that. Um, he got all the blame for it, even though the Warriors were the champions. The quarters. They courted who, him. Yeah, who had just went 73-9, and nine, blew a 3-1 lead, crying in the parking lot. They called this man to meet them up in the Hamptons. Wind and dined him as if he was Holly Berry or Salma Hayek or something. I cannot believe. Do y'all know how far the Hamptons are from San Francisco? <laughs> like, even after you land in Newark, JFK, or LaGuardia, you still got to get all the way out on Long Island. That's another little trick. That's almost you know, half. And, 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 and it's so long like, to do that. And it's like. It was funny as they became known as like the Hampton Five after that. You know what they I mean? They probably like, took a helicopter. <laughs> they, probably, they probably were like a $5 million cottage eating yeah, caviar. They, they bought the whole weekend. They you know probably what I mean? bought them like a, a, a Richard Millie or <laughs> watch or something like that, like to try to ice the deal. Uh, Katie, Katie, okay. The thing that Kate and Katie said it this week, Katie got a bad rap because, first of all, like I said, I didn't like the move mainly because he was down, he was up 3 1 on his team, lost him, you know, we and lost to them and then joined them. So it's like you blow a historic lead to a team that had won 73 games. And at that point, I think the argument was, was he top three or four in the NBA? Some people had him second behind LeBron. Some people Steph had him ahead of LeBron. Those people really don't know basketball. <laughs> they just don't like LeBron. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be mean. But it's like at no point was he better than LeBron. And in that in that 26, that year, 2016. Yeah, outside of like he was not better know. than LeBron. Shooting, maybe like that's. <laughs> but they, LeBron averaged twenty-seven and twenty-eight points, and LeBron right. and KD went bananas. And he, but like at that point, LeBron had been to like six or seven finals or something, or some crazy number. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't like the move. He got a bum rap in the media, but he, like he said himself, I don't really had a personality to really combat the media. So I just, I just didn't care. You know, LeBron tried to embrace that villain role that first year in Miami because everyone jumped down on him for making that, that move down to Miami and it didn't work. He, it, it, it affected his play and he said it as much. He was like, I don't like to not be liked. And most people don't. So to go out there with this, this unnecessary chip on your shoulder versus like joy in your game and I think KD just was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this because no one is ever going to give me any credit. But then I think after he was so dominant as an individual in those finals, I think he thought that should be enough. But everybody else attached to the fact that, like, oh, you went to a ready-made team. That, that had team. already won. They should have they beat Cleveland. Yeah. Draymond doesn't throw the little backhand punch at his nutsack and – they go back to back. Yeah. If Harrison Barnes goes four for twelve instead of four two for, for 12, twelve, if he hits <laughs> anything, if he pump fakes and just gets a layup, they win. Right. Like they 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 would have won. But right. he just so he was like, and that was my like even if they wanted to upgrade Harrison Barnes, they obviously like they pulled out a bazooka basically. 
if if Golden State would have just dominated the whole West and then went out and recruited Durant and they wanted to be like Voltron or something like like this is this ultra Megatron like type type of team, then they would have been collectively the villain. But the fact that they lost and KD went to them, it made KD the villain because I think he never really used his personality to like be jovial, be like he wasn't like LeBron. He wasn't like the Wayne Wade where he was like smiling and likable. He didn't really have the story like Derrick Rose where people just rooted for him to be successful. I think people looked at him as so gifted that he should do, he should have played better. And he wasn't getting any criticism really because we talked about it that year. You and I in the telephone conversation, we talked about how I felt like he was getting the pass from media. And then he jumps literally right into the to the fire. Yeah. Like going yeah. He was like, you don't want to give me the smoke. You got to give me the smoke. Because now you like, got to give me the attention that I think I deserve. So I like, and he knew he was going to be on, he was going to be on the, on the final stage. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of tradition in trying to figure out who's next. Like, you know, there was a point where people thought Michael Jordan couldn't win a title because they thought he was selfish and didn't pass enough. So, you know, he obviously got over that hump and I'm sure before that they probably thought the Pistons couldn't win because they kept running into the Celtics. So then, you know, so MJ got his titles. We were like, what's going to happen? The Rockets won. So we're like, okay, MJ's back. Can the Rockets get, they didn't get back again. So then Jordan leaves again because, you know, he's got this thing. He quits a lot. And uh, so after he left the second time, you know, it was like, okay, the Knicks can finally win the title. Except for they didn't. You know, Spurs came through. Lakers came through. You know, they win. Can Kobe win without Shaq? You know, can the Suns win without playing any defense? LeBron, it's your turn. You know, and then after LeBron got his championship, the natural order to me was, all right, KD, you're on the clock. You know what I mean? And that didn't happen. He goes to Golden State. And then, like, somehow we ended up on Giannis before Giannis was actually Giannis. You know, so he skipped all of that, but then pulled it back onto himself. So as I was thinking about this, um, I came up with, I didn't do like a list, but I was like maybe top 20, like like somewhere from 20 to 23-ish, you know, because like you said, there's some people that he just can't go ahead of. Like, Correct. you know what I mean? So, so like, in, so I'm already fleshing out a 10 right there. And then I got to factor in people like Isaiah Thomas. I got to factor in people that I didn't put in my top 10 that the older generation probably has in their top 10, like the Bill Russells, you know, like the, the people that came before Jordan even. Putting him in, there's going to be people that argue that, that Giannis is going to be higher because he was the centerpiece on the team, didn't yes. leave. Granted, his, like your team has to be good around you, no right, matter how right. good you are as an individual. Right. But the fact that he stayed, he didn't, he didn't go join uh, conglomerate players. Uh, off the top of my head, the team. Off the top of my Jokic, head, there's two superstars. You can't put them above Steph. I, I, off the top of my head, there's two superstars that I feel one with like they had help, obviously, because they won, but they didn't have your typical help. And that was Dirk in 2011, 
even though I feel that Jason Terry was the finals MVP, but nobody's looking at Jason Terry as an all-time great player. You know, they, and then they, they just had a great casserole of and chemistry. They knew their they roles. Just, they put every it was like a great etouffee or something like that. It just was like perfectly, <laughs> perfectly cooked, and it's just like this. We're gonna serve everybody. They they had right. one of the greatest runs ever. Right. They, I mean, the greatest run to me when you consider the Kobe, icons that they beat. They beat Kobe, Duncan, they beat Duncan, Harden, Durant, Durant and Westbrook. Granted, they were LeBron young, and Wade. but all three of them got MVPs. And then they beat LeBron and D. Wade, who were both end up finals MVPs. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and the other person is Hakeem Olajuwon. You know what I mean? But a lot of people put the asterisk by his title because – Y'all Jordan mad at left. him because Jordan quit. No, he ain't leave. He quit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, break, man. Yeah, okay. Uh, so <laughs> mental, mental awareness, mental health. Cool. cool. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> Still came so, back and three feet in. So 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 I don't so I don't know what yeah, he had those fresh legs. But anyway, I didn't I didn't know what to do with I don't know what to do with Durant, but he's not the only player that I don't know what to do with. So, like Mr. Logical. Has heard me say this before, so I apologize in advance. A lot of y'all haven't heard me say this, so I'm just going to go ahead and rip the Band-Aid off. Michael Vick, Allen Iverson, Tupac, Virginia, Virginia. all great at what they did in a lot of respects. Very flawed in a lot of respects. But we overrate the hell out of all three of them because we like them. You know, they Michael Vick and Allen Iverson represented the culture in sports in a way that we weren't seen before. And I mean, Dave Stern even came out with the dress code to shut down AI. You know what I mean? And it's the influence. It's the influence it's more the, than it was the actual. But I, that's the thing. Stuff. I don't think people argue the. I don't think people argue the accolades and the outputs of those three men that you mentioned versus talk about their impact and how influential they were. I don't know where Vic's passing yards are, but I know that there wasn't a lot of quarterbacks that ran four two, four ones, four twos, four threes that were getting drafted number one overall. There was guys that they would draft, like, I mean, you got a guy like Antoine Randolell. He was a quarterback in Indiana in college. He was probably pretty quick, but they knew off the rip that they were going to make him a wide receiver. 22,000. I think Vic was listed as 6'1", six, one, six, one and a half. So he's probably closer to six foot. Iverson was the same way. He was listed as six foot, six one. He's he was probably, probably closer to 5'11", 5'10", 5'11". He was probably quite uh, the young size. Pac wasn't as lyrical as Hove or as a great of a storyteller lyrically as Biggie, but impact influence is, I think that's why people are elevated. They elevated those guys and will argue that their impact was greater because of their influence, not necessarily because of the accolades. Right, right. So it's not necessarily overrated. It's just that the 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 value that they the 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 pie like the pie chart the Venn diagram so to speak of yeah touchdowns touchdown passes three point shots three point percentage wins all that but it's like 
literally they changed how players were allowed to show up to work because of his influence. There's a picture you could Google it right now. It's like the white Iverson kid. It's a white kid in Philly with the Iverson jersey on. He's probably like maybe 11 or 12 with the drawn on tattoos, cornrows with the headband. You could Google it right now on and, and find it. It's, it shows like how impactful Iverson was where you had like right. Philadelphia white suburban kids coming up, showing up to his game with wristbands and drawn on tattoos. And like I, don't, that, I don't deny any of that. That was his influence. Yeah. I respect all of that. But you know what I'm saying? But like I hear people, I've heard people say Allen Iverson is like a top 15 all time. You know, I've heard him say he's top 20 all time. And I'm trying to figure out if any other player had 11 seasons shooting 42% or lower while shooting like 28 shots a game during some seasons, 24 and others, I don't think we would be saying that they're this and that. Like, I know he had the year in Philly where he took the team to the NBA Finals that we underrate because they had the coach of the year, they had the defensive player of the year, they had sixth man of the year. You know, they got some referee help in game seven against Milwaukee. You know, they got to the finals. They took a game off the Lakers. We play a skill. Good luck. What happened? True. You know, they, they, yeah, they, they, they took they took a game off Kobe and Shaq. The only loss Kobe and Shaq had in that whole playoff run. But then it's but, but, then, but that's but then the it, thing. But no one cares about the four games that the Lakers won. And the Lakers are an iconic franchise with two icons right. on the floor, icon on the bench. They care about him stepping over Tyron Lue. That's the Iverson effect, and that's why people have him top twenty. Like I said, you look at you look at the numbers because you well, not just the numbers. It's not just the numbers. Like like I said, after that finals, it was pretty nondescript up until he went to Denver. You know, ended up with Carmelo. They made a Western Conference Finals. They lost to the Lakers, and that's what and that was the thing. He ran into Kobe. Sometimes you run into people and you beat them. You know, yeah. sometimes if you're what we say you are, you win a series or you win a game or like, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, uh, and then after that, the career just kind of fell apart after Denver and yeah. he was on his and, way and, out. And, he, and he's famous and this is people have famous stories of them talking about Iverson, literally not shooting the basketball all summer, coming in, doing a couple of quick quad stretches, taking two jump shots and starting training camp. Like, and maybe if he would have, he would be in the top in my top twenty. He didn't lift any weights. He just like Michael didn't, didn't read any or watch any film. Didn't watch any film, and that's the thing. Is like, I understand that if you want to make a top twenty, top twenty-five argument, that you're going to have to take these things into account. But I don't know if anybody who makes any of these arguments actually has any numbers. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm I'm thinking most people go completely off just influence what I saw. Right. Because Dominique Wilkins numbers might be like outstanding, but no one talks about his numbers. We know Jordan with the 32,000 points. We know Kobe with the 81 point game, with, with the 100 point game, Jordan with the six rings, Pippen with the six rings. And we know about Dominique with the 47 against Boston. You know, he just you know, he had, he had people like, hey, how's this? He had people like Doc Rivers with him. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> we got Larry Bird and his three championships and the dream. You know, so all of this information is out there, but people don't have all all of this information. So what do I do with all these waiting? guys? 
like we said in the pre-meeting, what D-Wade did was he earned championship finals MVP with an older Gary Payton, an older Shaq, Pat Riley, in the midst of Kobe in the league, LeBron's in the league, Dwight Howard's in the league, Paul Pierce is in the league, KG's in the league. So all these guys that got drafted in these top, that 96 class and that 03 class, all these guys were in their prime, and Dwayne Wade took the Miami Heat to the NBA Finals and won Finals MVP. And then, obviously, LeBron came down to Miami. They won another run where he got four more Finals appearances, two more rings. So it gives him three and two in the Finals. And, and outside of that year before LeBron showed up, he was looking real T-Mac-ish. That's the thing. Most of these guys would have ended. All of these guys who got rings from 2000 post Kobe and Shaq until today. Most of these guys ended up shipping in their championship help. Right. Like somebody came in. It Like Boston right now would probably be the only team that I can think of off the top of my head. Early Golden State, I think they were like homegrown they brought in iggy and some other role players but their stars were drafted right, at home right boston stars are drafted at home the warriors kind of lose a little bit of that that that, that flair because they brought in kd for three years and made three nba finals with him right. after they already made two with their homegrown core so it kind of like it overshadows their own development whereas boston boston goes to the finals with with that crew again and wins it it's like they, they drafted these guys they developed these guys they paid these guys and they put pieces around for the most part everybody else kind of like yeah and we're somehow, talking about early boston obviously we're not talking about kg and those guys yeah those guys they they brought people in for their chip uh dallas like i said dallas had dirk that run that they had with against uh lebron well, like, just way, he, he didn't ever win the title or wasn't even a contender with Steve Nash and Michael Finley. <laughs> so you bring, in older, you bring in an older J kid, Jason Terry, Rick Carlisle, like, and, and it just works. But for the most part, most of these, most of these teams, short of Giannis, Giannis, I don't really think he brought in like a big, a free agent that was bigger than him or on par right. with him. Like right. the way they brought in Dame Lillard this year. Like, I don't know right. how that's going to work out, but he didn't do that the year he won his chip. Right. And then uh Vlad Drexler. Like I always feel disrespect when people give their two guard list. And he's not on it. Yeah, and I just don't know if he should be or if he shouldn't be, because yeah, keep in mind, like what we saw yesterday is the greatest thing that happened. This is the generation we live in. What we saw happen in HD is what we know. Clyde Drexler, I don't know if he's been on TV, and I haven't seen him talk at all. I saw him on the last dance. That was about it. And yeah, I think he was on. Uh, like when they do the top seventy, when they did the top seventy-five, like he he was on there. I haven't in all of these zooms and these podcasts and all of these. You can you can have this conversation from home. I don't recall seeing Clyde Drexler anywhere. Yeah, James Worthy always saying some crazy shit. And that's part of it. Scotty, <laughs> Scotty Pippen hasn't stopped talking since 2012. Yeah, we're going to get to him too. 
Yeah, so like certain guys <laughs> always like certain guys, like even Dominique for an effect, but Dominique judges the dunk contest. So at least you see him and his right, name comes right. up in conversation quite often. They show replays of his dunk. Clyde Drexler did the dunk contest. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't Clyde, know if you've ever judged one. And Clyde, I think Drexler, Clyde Drexler has a Western Conference Finals win over the Showtime Lakers. You know, uh, he lost in the finals twice to Detroit, to Detroit Pistons and to Michael Jordan. Then he got traded to Houston mid-season when they were falling in the dumps and helped them win their second championship. So, like, he has been through the rigors. And this is where, like I said, you know, I say this a lot. I get confused because in, in, in some areas we're like, but they need the conference finals. But they made it to the finals. But then when people like Clyde Drexler were like, no, nah, man, like, because he's not is because this 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 arbitrary conversation about goat and legacies, most of these guys yeah, from yeah from from eleven to twenty five, people feel like they're appropriately placed. So if you say you got Dr. J at twelve, no one's gonna be like, oh, you gotta have Dr. J at six. It just but if you said you got Kobe at <laughs> some of the old the old heads will, but if you say you got Kobe at twelve or thirteen. Then it's a conversation. Yeah, it's fighting words right there. If you got Shaq at 15, like uh what's the ball name? Mad Mike or on um on first take. He has Shaq. Oh, Mad Dog. Like, Mad Dog. He had yeah. Shaq at his fifth best center. That's wild. And, and Stephen K, Stephen <laughs> Stephen A went nuts. Uh I got Shaq at the second best center. He had him behind Akeem, Moses Malone, or actually third, Kareem. Third. They, did he have him behind David Robinson? No, I think he had Tim Duncan on there, and they're like Tim Duncan's a power forward. Uh, but yeah, he has Shaq fifth. Yeah, uh, I got Shaq uh, behind Spinners. Kareem and Olajuwon. Jason Williams has Kobe. He has Kobe. Like he's like he said it in a little podcast. Same thing. He was like, I don't have. He said he didn't have Kobe as a top five Laker. Yeah, that's just wild. So it's like it just is so arbitrary. But if you're not. One of the one of those guys that kind of gets debated all the time, then wherever you pop up on the list, like if someone said Clyde Drexler was 16th in scoring all the time, you'd be like, all right, that's cool. You wouldn't be like, oh, he should have scored more points than that. Right. But if if Dwayne Wade, wherever Dwayne Wade is on the list, is gonna be like he only scored that many points because he's, yeah. he's part of these different conversations. That's all it is. Yeah, there's no real, there's no real rhyme or reason. There's no real rhyme or reason to it other than these arbitrary conversations that we have in these podcasts and our group chats and our text messages and around the water cooler at work. If you still report to a building, the names that we remember is our guys that are doing other stuff now. Guys that are big in Instagram. Guys that are on reality shows. Maybe guys who marry celebrity women. So it's like. Guys who are announcing games. Draymond's going to be one of those guys that people talk about a lot after his career is over because mm-hmm. he's going to go straight from the court to the booth. Right. Barkley, I don't know how long Barkley's been at TNT, but his career wasn't like crazy. He won the MVP one year, but it was like during the, the time where people felt like Jordan could have won every <laughs> single one. You know, yeah. So when he retired, Clyde Drexler was – one of only three players that had 20,000 points, 6,000 assists, and 6,000 rebounds. 
And now you have guys that do all like you have guys who basically do all of that. Like, right. So it's forgotten about or like, you know, it, like you said, the, the best thing that happened happened yesterday. So, so it's like, yeah, we saw that old dude play and like, you know, X, Y, Z. And, and, and when the first thing that I think that people think when you say Clyde Drexler is. The Portland you know I mean? <laughs> Jordan, Jordan, Jordan seven yeah. threes. Not Clyde yeah. Drexler seven threes. Yeah, because when he yeah. did the shrug, he when he did the shrug, I think Drexler was in. If you took, a, I think Drexler was in the shot when he did the shrug. Yeah, it was either him or like Duckworth. Somebody was in the in the in the frame when Jordan right, did the right, shrug. Right, right. Yeah. So 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 like so that's his problem, you know. But like you know, obviously like when we're looking at how basketball has evolved, like I have to put somebody like a James Harden ahead of him probably just because of like the responsibility that James Harden had outside of scoring. You know, he was like everything for like in that LeBron way where he was like everything for his team. I have to take that into consideration. So Wait, even though I may not necessarily think that he's that much better than Clyde Drexler, like where you could have a conversation when I take that into account, I have to give him the nod. I think it might be, I know about the mixed sports, but that whole, how we were talking about the Hall of Fame. Yes, Eli Manning has 15,000 more yards than Dan Fouts, but it's a completely different era. Dan, Dan Fouts is a Hall of Famer. Eli, to me, isn't, but he's probably going to get in. It might be one of those situations where guys now, because of responsibilities, flow essentially through a couple of guys. Because you got to keep in mind, like, remember the Knicks? They had Charles Oakley and Anthony Mason. Those are two of the same player. Like, they give you the exact same thing. The Davis brothers and the Grenadier brothers in Indiana. Those yeah. two guys are the same thing. Like, they give you the same thing. We got Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert on the floor. When it, after the trade happened, and people were like, "How are you going to make this work with two seven footers?" It's like you got two dudes. Like we go and grab all the rebounds and block Black all the shots. It's like why it's so <laughs> difficult. But the standard back in the day was like, if you had imagine if you had two seven footers and one of them could shoot eighteen feet, you'd be the happiest person on earth if you're a coach. But for some reason, all the punters are like, "Oh, it's just going to work. They're going to clog up the lane." No, they're not. Yeah, like not be there. One of you go stand right here, stand 18 feet from the hoop. Just get the hell out of the way. So back in the day, <laughs> they, they just literally had guys that just did that. You had point guards that did not shoot. Like it was point guards. I'm pretty sure Mark Jackson probably could shoot, but his whole design out there was to get the ball distributed. Right. John Stocks, get it to Patrick Ewan. John Stockton has 17,000 career assists. No one's going to catch him. No one talks about him as one of the greatest point guards when that's literally the job you're supposed to do. But <laughs> because of the context of the conversations, we would put James Harden up there because he has X amount of assists and he led the league in assists this many years. Well, back in the day, he wouldn't have the ball in his hand for 16 seconds out of the 24 second shot clock. Right. So I think you got to put that in consideration that Drexler didn't get 27 shots a game and 14 of them from three. So having him ahead of James Harden makes complete sense to me because in James Harden's era where this is the framework of how you guys play, how have you performed in this 
this ball all the time. Right. I, I think these guys, these other era guys, like you can say, hey, I think LeBron performed better in his window of time than James Worthy did in his window of time, so I can move him ahead of them. But I don't think Russell Westbrook performed better in his window of time than Clyde Drexler did. So, so on the all-time list, and the same, I think you can kind of go with that for KD as well, because it's like, have you outperformed your peers in your window to to the point where I can put you ahead of other people who have documented that you know how well they performed in their time? All right, final question before we move on, just yes or no. Russell Westbrook higher all time than Allen Iverson? No. Okay. Okay. We'll come back to that one day. You already know where I'm from. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so uh bunch of bull going on. You know, horse French, Luke Longley, Scotty Pippen are on a tour apparently to rebut. Is that a word? Rebut to give a rebuttal yep. of the last dance. You know, uh what say you? Uh, so I saw this in another sports groups that, that I'm in and I've been real big on saying this a lot and you can clip this. I'm sick of you men out here getting on the internet, whining all the fucking time, <laughs> cut it out. I understand that men's mental health is important. I have a note from my therapist that I used to go see pinned to my door. So when I walk out, I see it's a reminder. I understand that. But I don't go bitching and complaining to my coworkers, my boss, my woman. I don't do any of that stuff. I deal with these things as they come. So with that being said, I had to look straight to the camera for that. I posted in one of these chats. I'm like, I'm sick of men. Especially older men just going out here, just getting on TV, just whining. And I was like, on top of that, it's like, I don't think the last dance changed how people viewed Pippen, Longley, or Horace Grant. I don't think people had Pippen as a all-time great. Watch the last dance and say, oh, he's not all-time great. I don't think people ever viewed Horace Grant with any opinion, honestly, post his career. And I know for damn sure no one talked about Luke Longley for any reason. So it was like, what record are you getting straight? No one changed their opinion on you based off the last dance. So if you didn't like it, when they were interviewing you for the last dance or they were making these calls to see who wanted to participate, you should have participated then. You should have said your piece. When they asked Carl Malone how he felt about all these games, he gave very short, poignant answers like, so you stole the ball. So what do you want me to say? Like, he lets you know, like, listen, yeah, whatever. You guys are going to talk about Jordan. I don't give a damn. They won. It is what it is. He was very clear. He's not going out here having a tour talking about how it was really a foul and all. It is what it is. So I'm just, I'm just curious of, like, what opinion – are they trying to change unless they're going to drop some kind of bombshell about Jordan, like cheating or steroids or anything like that. 
unless they, unless they're gonna present that information, it's like, what are you talking about? Because you're not gonna say anything that's gonna soil your championships. Nor will you say if you said Jordan was an asshole. We have no. I know people who weren't in the NBA. I know a guy who works at the airport in Salt Lake City, and twelve years ago we were sitting at work, and he told me, "Yeah, Jordan's an asshole." Like his private jet lands, he doesn't talk to anybody. He just walks through. Like if he asks for an autograph, he just ignores you. And then you got the chameleonaire story where Jordan said he wouldn't sign him jerseys because he's like, he's like, give, he's like, give me some money or bring me some women or something. I'm not signing these autographs. We all have the he slapped Steve Kerr in practice. We have all the Jordans and asshole stories. Hey, Draymond did that, didn't he? Uh, he just sucker punched Jordan Poole. Knocked <laughs> he knocked the basketball out of him like the monster. Oh, congrats, Steve Kerr, by the way. Uh, he signed that record two-year, $35 million extension. Yeah, I'm just mad because he named his son Nick. But, <laughs> uh, but so yeah, so, so yeah, <laughs> the tour, and it's starting in Australia, so it's like. All right, so look. Why? So, so look, so look, so look. I was trying to think about how I felt about this. You got to go two five on this, please. You know, say initially, initially, I said, "Man, I would really love to hear from Ron Harper and Craig Hodges." You know, because I remember Craig Hodges had the issues, you know, with racism in America and everything. You know, he wrote the letter to the president and everything. You know, he went to MJ, was like in magic allegedly before game one of their final series in 91 and was like, yo, let's boycott. You know, and like, they were like, yo, what you talking about, man? And then we like didn't really see Craig Hodges very much down the line, even though he was winning the three-point contest back-to-back and all that kind of stuff. Ron Harper, I just think like, is an entertaining dude. I love to hear him talk. So, and I don't mean, I'm not making fun of him, but I just like to hear him talk. So, but when I was thinking about this, I said, you know what, man? Who am I to tell somebody that you can't defend your name? You know, if you feel that this man has besmirched you, you know what I'm saying? But this is the problem. This is the problem and why I couldn't fully get there. Because Scotty Pippen had one chance. All he had to say was, look, I'm a competitor. I wanted to take that shot. Tony obviously was the right decision in that moment to take that shot. What Scotty said was, I sit out again. So as much of an asshole that Jordan is, a lot of times he's an asshole in the form of competitiveness. You were an asshole in the sense of quitting on your team because you didn't get your way. You know what I'm saying? So like, okay, that's point number one. You know, point number two, you know, Luke Longley, this man never averaged nine points a game and averaged five rebounds once at seven foot two. You think I care what he got to say? I'd rather listen to Roy Hibbert. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then you got Horace Grant. You left the Bulls. And when he played for the Magic, you got your revenge by eliminating Jordan the next year. Or, you know, when he came back, the year that he came back. You, you, Correct. You eliminated Jordan. You said your piece in that series. Now, granted, 
He came I back don't next year even know off. what was said about him during the last dance. I don't they, know. Oh, no, no. Him. They did They did talk about Horace. Like, I, I don't think it wasn't like a very long time, but there were like inferences of him being soft and like all that kind of stuff. You know, which like the old school, you don't do that. Well, you know, this is kind of showing that maybe that was a little accurate. Hey, maybe, hey. maybe the truth is uh, very close to home. Like yeah. I said, I was I was telling you earlier, I was playing Madden with a with a last night, and this guy like he was talking through the speaker, and I could hear it through the TV, and I'm like, yo, just shut up, I'm just trying to play this game. So he was beating me. It's about the end of the game, so I'm like you know what, I got time, I'm off tomorrow. I plugged in my headset. So when he thought he had the upper hand because he was, like, talking slick to me or whatever, and I got on, I was like, yo, you, you know you sound real childish, right? Like, you don't sound like a person of, like, maturity. And he was like, oh, you sound like an old man that probably works a nine to five, yada, yada. I'm like, funny you say that. It's the fact that you can understand that I'm definitely older just strictly from my voice. And the way I talk and my tone lets you know that I'm at a level of maturity that you aren't at yet. And then you start yelling and cussing. Like, see, now you even sound more childish. And I, I, I'm, I'm thinking that you must know you are childish. He's like, I'm a freshman. I'm like, really? You just said you were going out drinking. He's like, I'm going to go out drinking with my buddies. I'm like, so he's like, oh, I guess you're from one of those towns where no one drank in high school. I'm like, you're not a freshman. You're just childish. <laughs> like, you're just childish. He's like, I make $28 welding. As a freshman, I'm like, so you're a freshman in high school and like, you going out drinking? Like, I guess I'm. And I was like, just, just stop, man. Like, don't sound childish. And we won't have these kind of conversations. Like, you won the game. <laughs> Congrats. Uh, you I worked mean, these little the digital tour, men. Hopefully, the but tour it's like successful. But I, I have my, successful. I have my doubts though, because you know, like Scotty got what his are you gonna range. hear? What What are you gonna hear? What What could they say that? They have to say something that like Scotty got to be like, "Yo, Jordan ruin, got my wife before Future did." They have to say something that's going to ruin the legacy, which subsequently ruined their legacy, which will ruin the only reason that we are even having this conversation is because they were attached to that legacy. So it's like, <clears throat> it's like, what are you gonna do? It's like me talking shit about you about the podcast knowing the only reason I have this podcast is because I'm working with you. So where, I, where, BJ like, what am I gonna... at? where BJ Armstrong at? He ain't got no grievances. <laughs> Where's Bill Whittington? I want to hear Bill Cartwright because he's these the guys one who, all, all these guys are in the documentary. Bill, and it was Cartwright is the one ago. dude. Bill Cartwright is... is the one dude that I've ever heard of making MJ back down. Like Let's tell that story. The one guy that made MJ back up. I like these NBA player podcasts, like especially Jeff T. He's telling like these funny stories. I like Paul George's podcast. I just wish that he wasn't an active player, right? You know, like in the in in the part of his career where I think his team is good enough to win the West or good enough to compete. You know, they're one or two or three teams that could probably win the West. So it does feel like basketball is is he's setting up basketball to be an afterthought. And these guys are retired. You could do whatever you want with your time. I'm not knocking them for that time. I'm just not sure what record are they setting straight. 
Is he just going to come out there and say, I'm not soft? I mean, is like, Scotty I mean, Pippen like, gonna is Scotty Pippen gonna act got, like like is Scotty Pippen gonna act like he was the catalyst? I mean, granted, he, he played was a in major every role. Ep- he was he in played. every episode of The Last Dance. He was in every championship. He got six. He is he is the anti-Jordan coat Trump card piece when people argue why Jordan isn't great. It's because he didn't win until Scotty got there. It's like, I don't know how much more you really want. Right. Like, unless you want credit saying that you were better than Jordan, that's fine. Then you had opportunities when he wasn't in the league, the two year gap when he was gone. Or yeah, we one, talked about, the, yeah. The one so, season. So, the, yeah. So, the so, one so season. yeah. They won 55 games. Everybody did their thing, their dance. MJ ain't that great. Then they came back the next year. They go 34 and 31. He's got a shoe up, waving at Mike to come back. And Mike comes back. They go 13 and 4 in his return to finish with 47 wins. They get they lose in the second round to Orlando. You know, and then you know, Nick Anderson with the steal. And then the next year they come back and then the show is moving again. So, you know, yes. You and, and, and let me let me just say this one thing, you know, like because I know people got to stop saying that Scottie Pippen took them to the Eastern Conference Finals. That was the second round that they lost in. I don't. So, I don't. I've never heard anyone say. I. I just that's all I hear is that I, Pippen took them to the Eastern Conference Finals. I haven't heard that argument. Yeah, but yeah. I haven't really had. I haven't really been involved in a lot of Pippen-based arguments. Most of, like I said, most of the conversations I, I've been in as a LeBron fan and like someone who would argue that, you know, if you thought LeBron was better than Jordan, people would always say, well, Jordan didn't win anything until he got Pippen. Yeah. And to me, I guess because I, I, I haven't poured my life and passion into <laughs> basketball that I can understand Scotty and to a, to a degree, Luke Longley and Horace Grant, I can understand like, Hey, I put my passion into this sport. I mean, and like you said, something, they besperch, besperch me or disperse me or whatever the case may be. <laughs> but in the same sense, it's like, I don't know. It's an, I cannot recall. Maybe I got to rewatch the last dance. I don't recall that many statements. No, I don't think it was a lot. I mean, Scott Burrell was the one that like got the, you know, like that. <laughs> I just don't know if it's enough. I got the machete to get the, a tour. Right, 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 right. Now, um, I, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, like I said, you know, you got people out here speaking on your name. Somebody probably out here gassing Scotty up, you know, like Scotty full of that yak. And somebody's like, yo, you know that man ain't without you. And Scotty's like, yeah, you're right, yo. Like, I don't know yeah. what that dude talking about, man. That's very. That's a very similar conversation that you and I had earlier about when we talk about Eric being enemy. It's like, and we talk about even with some of these guys that are transferring from different schools and pick. It's like who's in your corner? Because I'm reading this book. People. I'm reading this book, and it said like if you're running the business, you might want to hire an enemy because your friends don't have to do anything to impress you. An enemy might use that energy to, of them not liking you to show you how good they are, like right. how much better they are than you. So like you might need like you might need an uh, an antagonist voice. You might need a two-five voice out of your four friends because 
any one of Scottie Pippen's friends, any one of Horace Grant's friends, or Luke Longley's friends, it's like, dog, what are you going on a tour for? What information well, do you I mean, have that's so bombshell that you got to charge people or drive or fly the, or, or do this at all? Look, at the end of the day, money talks. You know what I mean? Like, how much money you getting? I don't know. I don't people know the say answer money to that talks. question. You doing but this for twelve hundred dollars? I imagine just for the fact that he said the name Michael Jordan, you know, like uh, what was it? Uh, you want the free promotion, Jazzo, Jazzo, everybody got, got Jazzo yeah. album in stores. You know what I mean? Like just saying Michael Jordan's name is going to garner some type of attention. So this we doing this for free. You know, they ain't. <laughs> I just I mean <laughs> Like, I mean, I guess there's a book coming at some point, you know. Scotty Pippen wrote a book. It came you know out last year. What's it called? I, oh, yeah, I remember that. I do remember yeah, what's that. It called? That's when he said he was better than Jordan and all that. Cool. What's the book called? I have no idea. What's the book cover look like? You know, I, have, I imagine it has a very Can you get it on Audible? Can you get it on Audible? Can you, you get it at Barnes & Shout out to Audible, by the way. Uh, the Sixth Man by Andre Iguodala. Check out that book. One of the best reads I've had in the last couple of years. You know, shout out to El Residente of the Pursuit of Forever. You know, giving us the $40 million slave. You know, I finally read that. I read it all yesterday, all nine hours of it on Audible. You know, so like, obviously I was bored a little bit at work. But, you know, I listened to it yesterday. Great book, great insight, great stories you know but yeah uh Scotty Pippen quick, I imagine quick, I imagine the cover quick. has a very big nose and that's all I got all right real quick so I'm watching a Brooklyn Minnesota game and uh-huh. Brooklyn's down 15 Mike Conley went to shoot a three I don't know if the clock has stopped to watch it on mute and Dennis Schroeder ran up and hit him like with a double elbow forearm situation to his chest while you're shooting that happened probably because we're at an hour and one minute. It probably happened at the 55-minute mark. They're still reviewing it. What is there to review? I have no idea. I have no idea. They've been reviewing it. They've been reviewing it for like at least seven minutes at this point. You know what? I think I think out of the spirit of integrity, I think I owe Scottie Pippen a download. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get on Audible once I'm we get on there. I'm going to download his book and I'm going to check care. it out. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to give that man the attention that he wants. Pause, you know, and all that if we need to do that. But, like, yeah, but, you know. I, like that's that, that's <laughs> all it is. And, like, I was talking about this with my barber the other day. It was like, I personally, my personality is if I went to a function, birthday, kid's birthday party, an adult function, whatever it is, if I walk into the room, I'm perfectly good having a conversation with like three or four people and like a kind of a locked in area of the party. And, and that's good enough because then when that, those people ship out, somebody else will come through or I walk to a different part and I'll have a different conversation and I can live with that. And like, not everybody at the party doesn't need to know who I am, where I'm from, my story or hear my voice. Some people feel like they got to be the center of the room. I don't think Jordan operated that way. I think Jordan just knew I'm very, 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 very good at this sport. I am for a long time, very close to being one of a kind in the sport of basketball on a world scale. 
where he didn't have to say X, Y, and Z. Even now, when he talk about the GOAT conversation, he rarely mentions him. He talks about his teammates. He, I know he, he even about said Kobe. that I, I don't have, a, he even said it like, I don't win champion, six championships without Scotty Pippen. He said that. Yeah, but it's like Scotty wants something. He wants the else. same level of notoriety that Jordan gets because he was the Batman. You know, like when we talk about certain teams, we say, Kobe and Shaq. We say the Twin Towers in San Antonio. We say Kareem and Magic. You know, we say, even though they didn't win a title, we say Penny and Shaq. You know, like so on and so forth. Like we, we there's always a double marquee. There's a double the J, marquee. The J comes before P, so Jordan and Pippen. You know, but we don't say that. Michael and Scotty. We, M we don't say that, though. We say Jordan. Or we just say the Bulls. We don't say like like uh, uh, somebody in an argument might say Scottie Pippen X Y Z. He did this blah 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 blah. But in a normal everyday conversation, we say Jordan is six and zero in the finals, even though Pippen is too. You know what I mean? We we say we don't say the Bulls are six and zero in the finals. You might say the right. Bulls have you might say the Bulls have six championships, but you make it a point to say that or you know. If you're a supporter and all that, you make it a yeah. point to say Michael Jordan is six and zero in the finals, no game seven. But to, to act as if Jordan's to act as if Jordan's impact, flair, e everything about him in that time frame from the '80s to 2000. If you're sitting around here thinking you had the same kind of impact on the sport you both planned as him, you're delusional. On the court, yes, you guys have the same results, and your, your skill set on the court helped him garner six championships. But you have no one in sports has done what Jordan has done off the court without even trying to do it. That's the thing. Jordan was, if you see Jordan now, he's in a booth quietly. He doesn't do a lot of these interviews. He is just Jordan. He has a motorcycle team, for God's sakes. He didn't even go out and do like the typical thing and try to put his money in the football. He bought the Charlotte Hornets. And it's <laughs> like... You know, he didn't try to keep associate himself with the Bulls so you realize how relevant he is. He didn't do any of that. He just kept selling his shoes, kept counting his money, kept doing his thing. He rarely is out here. I don't know if he wrote a book. But see, but Scotty didn't have that, you know, because, like, you know, you got, you know, what? Alan Iverson, you know, had shoes. Charles Barkley had the shoes. Ewing had some shoes. You know, Master P had the ugly sneakers. You know, Scottie, like anybody Scottie has Pippen, if Scotty Pippen was smart, he would have stuck with the ESPN gig and he would follow Charles Barkley's path because Barkley played in that same shadow as Jordan, not as close, but that shadow did loom and cast over the entire league. He, he lost to Jordan these, in the finals. The all these other guys have found ways to keep themselves relevant in basketball because I'm pretty sure, as far as a basketball analyst, and a basketball player, and and speaking about basketball, he would probably do an outstanding job. Yeah, I would love the to see him speak is, about Kawhi. The problem is he just he's so concerned with the fact that no one's talking about him 
versus just talking about what he knows. You have to know you had you didn't have the same impact on basketball as Jordan did. Like not when happens. I saw the thing we said, he was happens. like, "Oh, the phone posit was for me." Uh, you know, they just you know things happen, and then Penny got it. That's another thing. Is like you let that go. <laughs> yeah, like, you had them ugly ass shoes with the big ass letters on them. Like, look, man. Like, and, and I'm a big Scottie Pippen fan. You know what I mean? Like, literally. He's probably a top four or five favorite player of mine ever. You know what I mean? Wait, but I can't Jason, respect any of this. Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum is the evolution of Scottie Pippen as far as like that six seven, six eight long ball handler that can defend and score. Paul George. I mean, he's a little taller, but yeah, he was like he was the like he crossed or the rest of these guys can walk. If he rested on that, if that's the thing he clamored, if that's, that's the problem, wants, that's the problem. Wants to be this other thing that he's not like you are not Jordan. But you I think you just nailed it. I think you just nailed the problem. I think you just nailed the problem. There's all these Scotty Pippins, but there's only been one potential other Jordan. I think that's Kobe. the problem. Because, like, yeah, that's great. Kobe, Kobe's probably the closest thing to Jordan that we've Because, like, what? Like, Nas, you know, like, name a rapper that I ain't influenced. Like, Pippen can say that in some respects. But the evolution of Jordan was Kobe, another dude that a lot of people put in their top five. You know what I mean? Versus when you got Paul George. You know what I mean? Like, or, or you know what I mean? Like, like the people that emulate yeah. Pippen aren't in those conversations. And then we had all these conversations, dumb TV, of course, all over ESPN. You know, who's the Batman? Who's the Robin? You know, like everybody wants to be Jordan. Who wants to be Pippen? And, you know, the game might be better. Trace, Trace, Mc, Trace McGrady left Toronto in part because he didn't want to be robbing the Vince Carter's Batman. And never won a playoff series in his life. Never won a playoff series. They you know probably I mean? would have won a couple. I don't know if they would have won rings, but they, they definitely got to been. the finals. So, I mean, Vince Carter, what? The year that AI made it to the finals, they had that classic series going back and forth, dropping 50 and everything. Like, now, Matt, they could have been in the cars. Yeah. yeah it, but that's the thing. Because everyone made it seem like being – being the second best player on the greatest team is not like Clay Thompson is not out here like man I wish I could be Steph. He's not running the baseline that much. You know who wish they had Clay Thompson? One dribble and he pulling up. You know who wish they had Clay Thompson? Back when Dame Lillard wish he had a Clay Thompson. You know what I mean? Like but you, he had that but he had one McCullum. Nah, they were both like the same size. They were both like nah, like it, it nah, that doesn't work. But, but, you know, but, like, imagine, like, two years from now, Jamal Murray's like, yo, I can't play with this Jokic dude, man. Like, He's taking all the shine. Yeah, like, the only other situation that I could think of, it's not even at this level. Yeah, that, that it is not at this level because they only won one championship. And it felt, but, like, maybe 20 years from now, Kyrie comes out about that year in Cleveland or whatever. Like, you know, that would be, like, but that's the, only, the thing. Kyrie made it clear after that that he didn't want to do it. He didn't sit there for six championships, win them all, get all this acclaim, <laughs> ride that out for 20 years, and then when a documentary comes out, it's like, oh, 
that's the difference. Kyrie let you know after the one chip, and then they went back to the finals in 2017. They're like, listen, maybe prematurely, maybe immaturely, but at least it was honestly like, I don't want to play in this guy's shadow. We all thought it was a bad move. And, and I mean, don't get me wrong. Scotty took that. You know, he was a leader on that Portland team that went to the Western Finals, got screwed and by Scottie Donahue. Scotty felt that way about Jordan because by the time they got that third chip, by the time, what was that? Was that the Phoenix series or the the the, 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 the Sonics one? When did he get his third ring? The third one was because it went Lakers, Suns. Sonic or no. Portland? No, Lakers, Portland. Then the other one I just said that Phoenix. I right. <laughs> Phoenix, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Phoenix was the left, better one. He could have got his three rings and he could have left after that. Yeah. And then it went Sonics, Utah, Utah. When Jordan, so when Jordan retires, he could have been like, All right, I'm gonna lead us to a championship. And then when he came back, he's like, you know what? I'm out. I don't want to ride this guy's coat. I want to show people, but he didn't. He and stayed. then he tried to form the super team. He's, he's he signed a ridiculous contract. He stayed in Chicago. Oh, and honestly, he got paid more money by Chicago than Jordan did. That's another another tidbit for information. And then he stayed for three more rings. So yeah. you were you were in his shadow the entire time. Basket world basketball was all looking up at the mountaintop of Michael Jordan. You were from, on the dream team. From Dirk Nowitzki when he was growing up as a kid to Tony Kukoc when they shut him down in the Olympics to all these guys from Lithuania that were taking pictures with Jordan and all the fans in Barcelona that were screaming and crying and passing out like he was Michael Jackson. Everybody lived in the, 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 the uh, what is it? What is it? From the line, line from the Night's Tale. Like we walk in the garden of his turbulence. <laughs> like <laughs> everybody did that with Jordan. And yeah. he was one of them. So for him to come out now and make it seem like it was this overwhelming burden that he needs to attach himself to to Luke Longley and then Horace Grant, it just seems I don't know. I just it just like, seems things would be real of. interesting if he had won that title in Portland. They, that that things would have been a little interesting because at least he could say, I don't want a I got title without Mike. Yeah, like you know, he could say that, and it's not like the Robert Ori set. Yeah, know, he could he could say that. You know, but as it is, I think. But if he would have got seven, if he would have got seven, Jordan would have played until about two thousand five. <laughs> but because Jordan know, was going to get point, eight, there's no way Scotty Pippen was going to get seven. And Jordan not going to get eight. But but at this point, you know, Scotty's out for a cash grab. Horace Grant just want to be remembered, and Luke Longley just trying to remind people that he exists. That's all this is. And sometimes I feel like that when I'm at work, when I'm when I'm yelling at people like, listen, man, listen to the retired senior and CEO. Let me give you some tips. But in the same sense, I don't go to commander's call and sit on stage and say, hey, let me give you advice that I learned back in 2000. I have little conversations here and there. It's just I get that they want to get. But like it's been four years. And once again, the, 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 the basis of my discussion is like, I don't know what was said. That was so bad that they needed to clear the air. See, I'm gonna have to watch the last dance again. I've only watched it the one time, like when it was originally in syndication. I don't even know if we use that word anymore, but I'm that was the only think. time I watched it. I watched it less than I was I watching just, it. 
I watched it last year because I used to play it in the background. Right, when we recorded, yeah. When we first started. Yeah. So I didn't watch it until early 2023, late 2022. So I just it. watched it, and I still don't re recall anything where I recall, like, the it was one clip. I think they either met at half court, either it was the start of the game or, it was like, before the game, like, Horace Grant was in his Magic uniform, and I think Scotty and 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 Jordan were just like on the floor, and Jordan was saying so some kind of narr narration over that particular. But even then, it was like, oh, I forgot that he went to the Magic because the whole documentary was like a refresher on the basketball that was being played in our younger years. So I didn't think to be like, oh. Where's the beef? Because now I think beef sells. Like we talked about how we move, get it off my chest up to the front so people can hear it. And maybe we say something that really bothered us is kind of controversial and we'll, we'll run with that. But because that's what people want to hear. But we want to hear it from people that aren't fabricating the controversy. Right. So unless, you, unless you're really going to drop a gem, like I a mean, real hey, life. And to be fair, to be fair. Michael Jordan's son is about to marry Scotty Pippen. Ah, they broke up. They oh, broke up. They? See, yeah, they just the broke up. Okay. Well. So maybe he mad. <laughs> maybe he mad. The, <laughs> now you got to pick up the, the alimony tab again because you lose alimony <laughs> when you get remarried. And there you go, like folks. So it's all about the it. money. It's it all, comes full circle. The money. It comes the money. full circle. But, yo. That, that's funny. <laughs> Programming note. We are going to be back next week on our regular schedule on Monday and Thursday, the week after. And I'll remind you again, only Monday, the week after, only Monday. So, you know, but, yo, this is Sports Reports is Order. He is Mr. Logic. True. I am 2-5. You know what I'm saying? Kiss the babies goodnight. Like, subscribe, share, do all the things. Hit on us YouTube. up on Instagram, Facebook, Click the bell so get the notification. School, all that stuff like that. And tell grandma good night for us too. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? We'll see you Monday. Love ya. Peace.